Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. Thank you so much for joining us in this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have a special guest. This is part of a four-part series uh, with Dr. Belazier, and we're talking all things colorectal. So the topic um, for this episode is going to be anal fistula. And so we're going to get right into it in a moment. So I'm going to start with introductions. For those that don't know me, my name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I co-own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia, Um, and I also provide aesthetic services and in hope that I am having my patients feeling and looking good. So I'm going to flip it over to you, Dr. Belazio, to introduce yourself, and then we're going to get started. Awesome. Thank you you for having me. So uh, my name is Dr. Rita Belazare. I'm a double board certified general and colorectal surgeon practicing in Houston, Texas. I own my own practice, Houston Community Surgical, where I provide general surgery and colorectal surgery services to the Houston population. All right. So anal fistulas, what is it? Yes. So uh, anal, so fistula, the word fistula is essentially a connection between, you know, two hollow organs or two surfaces, right? So an anal fistula is an abnormal connection from the inside of the anal canal to the outside of the anal canal. So I I have a hard time describing this without using my hand. So I'm just going to use my hand. But essentially, I know for those just listening, you're not going to get to see this wonderful demonstration, but essentially this is your penis. There's a hole on the inside and there's, and we'll talk about the cause, but essentially what happens is it burrows out a little tunnel and it pops out on the outside. So there's an external opening and an internal opening with a tunnel between the two. Absolutely. So you were going to touch on it. So what causes that? Yeah. So, um, what causes a fistula is, so we have um, glands in our anal canal that help sort of lubricate the canal for when we have a bowel movement. Mm-hmm. And those glands open up into essentially a, what they call a crypt, like a little hole. So like as the bowel movement passes through, it squeezes these glands, mucus comes out and it sort of helps lubricate the, the stool. If one of these crypts and glands gets clogged for whatever reason, um, bacteria gets trapped in that area mm-hmm. and bacteria love to make inflammation and infection. And so what ends up happening is it wants to get out somewhere. So it burrows a little hole, creates this tunnel and usually emerges as an abscess right next to our anal canal. So the, the most, the way we see this pre- presenting is patients come with an abscess right next to their anus. Gotcha. So that's basically, and then symptoms, you've already kind of touched on it. Any other? Yeah. So the, the first symptom, the, the fistula, the tunnel itself does not create the symptom. The symptom is from the abscess that's created because that bacteria wants a way out. That pus wants a way out. And the way it does it is because it can't get out through the anus because that thing's clogged. 
it works its way through the skin and it creates you know, a pus pocket in the soft tissue and abscess. And sometimes that abscess drains itself. Sometimes it just keeps getting bigger and that causes severe pain. So you get pain, swelling, redness, everybody kind of knows what an abscess infection looks like. That's how it presents. And it's generally very, very painful. From it, family sit down. That that's really the, the biggest symptom. Gotcha. Um, how is it diagnosed? So again, clinically, patient comes in severe. I have severe anal pain, and I have this bump, and it's really red, and it's or it's draining, and this and the other. And then you, you essentially look at it, and you're like, okay, you have an abscess there. In that moment the key is to drain the abscess, right? Take care of the infection. So oftentimes you drain, you drain it by putting a cut on the outside, it drains, it heals up. Then let's say two, three, four months later, they come back and they're like, the abscess is back again. And they keep getting recurrent abscesses. That triggers, oh, there must be a reason why it keeps coming back in the same place. And that's because the abscess drains, the skin heals up, but the tunnel is still there. So it's like, it's like back at it, we got to create another one. So like it goes in the same place, another abscess. So anytime somebody's got two subsequent or recurrent abscesses in that same area, that's when you're like, okay, there must be a fistula there. So that's, that's, that's then to actually diagnose it is done in the operating room where um, usually once the abscess, you know, you want to wait until that abscess has kind of gotten better because inflamed tissue is very vulnerable to injury. Mm-hmm. You can actually create a fistula if you try looking for it while it's inflamed. So between the abscesses, you get them into the operating room and you can sort of probe in that area where the abscess was and you find the opening on the inside. Gotcha. And then how do you treat it? Um, So depending on how much of that anal sphincter, so we talked about the anal sphincter complex is muscles, right? So depending on how much of that muscle is involved, so it's very superficial, it's just skin or even just a little bit of muscle, the way we treat it is we make a cut from that external opening to the internal. So we've taken basically a tube and we've opened it up. And and then we kind of clear out all that infected tissue, we leave it open, and then the body heals it from the inside out and it scars in. That's called a fistulotomy. And that's only done when it's superficial, meaning it's not involving a ton of muscle. If you have a fistula that is a little deeper and it, and it goes around or through the muscles, you can't cut from the inside to the outside because you're cutting through all that muscle. And like we talked about with anal fissures, if you cut through all that muscle, you are almost irreversibly creating incontinence for somebody. The anal sphincter is like the biggest thing for continence. So if it is more complex than just something superficial, we put in a drain called a seton, which is uh, essentially like, um, you know, the size of like, you know, we have wireless headphones now, but essentially the, what we did the same size as like the, the, you know, the wire on the wire on the wired headphones. A little almost like flexible rubber band drain. And we encircle the fistula. So that drain is going through the fistula and it's tied on the outside, very loose. So it doesn't cause pain. It's a little annoying. They can feel it, but it doesn't cause pain. And what we want is for that tract to just drain everything out, freely drain everything out. And then it, it essentially matures. It becomes like a epithelialized or like a matured tunnel. And that's what we want. We want all that inflammation to go down. We want that tract to mature. 
-hmm. And then six to eight weeks later, when there's no more inflammation, that tract is nice and mature, we do mm -hmm. a little bit more of a complex surgery to close that internal opening. We need mm -hmm. that internal opening to close so that bacteria doesn't keep funneling in. And we leave that external opening nice and open so whatever's remaining in the fistula can drain out. But we essentially need that inflammation to die down that track to mature, we close the internal opening to prevent any further visual um, and abscess formation. Is there anything that you tell patients that either, you know, have this issue? Is there anything that any actionable um, steps to help prevent this? So unfortunately, time. the answer is bad. It's bad luck. There's nothing yeah. that one person does that it's like, well, because you didn't do this or you did do this, you got an official. It's bad luck. It's bad luck. There are some disease processes, um, namely Crohn's disease, Crohn's. where patients can get perianal Crohn's. Not all patients with Crohn's disease will get perianal Crohn's, but Crohn's disease patients can develop a lot of fistulas, and that's treated a completely different way. You treat the underlying Crohn's disease, and sometimes those, those fistulas will dry up and go away. But those patients tend to end up with a lot of cetons, and sometimes those cetons are lifelong. But other than that, which is also Crohn's is not a preventable disease either, uh, there's kind of no way to prevent it. It can sort of happen to anybody. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. So thank you so much for all that information. So how can people find you if they want to schedule an appointment or they want to look you up? Yes, of course. So again, I'm practicing in Houston, Texas. My practice is called Houston Community Surgical. Uh, the website is www.houstoncommunitysurgical.com. And our contact information is on there. You can text, email, or call, and we'll get you set up with an appointment. This was so good. Thank you so much, Dr. Belazina. So, um, and on the flip side, guys, if you're looking for quality family medicine, um, primary care physician, look us up, um, Apple Valley Family Medicine. Um, our website is www.applevalleyfamilymed.com and our phone number is 304-350-1087. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. Dr. Belazir, thank you so much. This was Thank so you. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you so much. I know, right? All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.